Hi everyone, this is Amber Shao, founder and CEO of Adorsis, a laboratory data management software company. Welcome to Adorsis podcast. I'm joined today by our special guest Gloria Metric. Gloria is the principal consultant at the Geometric Enterprises. She has been implementing LIMS for large pharmaceutical companies as well as companies in the consumer goods and energy industry. Gloria has won numerous awards, including Best Software Implementation Company Midwest USA by GHP Magazine, just as one example. Gloria, welcome to the show. Thanks, Amber. It's great to be here. So, Gloria, you've been working in the limbs industry for your entire career. There's a wealth of knowledge you could share with us, given your experience, and we're going to do that throughout the next few shows. First, we're going to start with the topic of remote working. Today, being able to work remotely is more important than ever. For some industries, this is a new paradigm the business has to learn how to operate in. For others, this is just another day, business as usual. I understand you have been working on the LIMS project remotely majority of the time. And I personally have spent significant time on working from home as well. Why do you think remote working has been so popular in the LIMS industry? Well, Amber, I think the most important reason is because we're so spread out. Except for a few geographic areas, most of the world's cities don't have LIMS people in them except for employees of specific customers. So if, uh, unless, you're, unless you're in one of the regions where there's a huge activity, if you're a plant that's been built out into the countryside, for example, you're not going to be close to very many LIMS people. Once again, except for the people you've employed locally at your own system. And so even if there was somebody around, even if you looked in your region and you found a person, the chances are against you that they would happen to specialize in whatever system you, you're running. And considering that travel is so expensive and time-consuming, it just, it's just been a, an easy way to get a little bit of work done for a good price for many years. And this goes back before the internet, back when there was dial-up and, and other types of tools. Um, it's just, there's always, there've always been ways to provide this. And for a lot of customers, it's a way to get more work done for less money because once again, you're not paying the exorbitant travel costs. And sometimes some companies also charge you for the time that the person is traveling, which means you're right. paying for yet more time that's not necessarily being used towards getting the work done. Well, many love the concept of remote working and not having to waste time commuting. It's not as simple as having an internet connection and just open your laptop and work. In fact, it's been proven that it can be unproductive for many people. Why is that, you think? Well, if you've got bad management or bad project management, for example, communication problems tend to be an issue with some projects or, or groups. But if you don't have those problems worked out, they'll be exaggerated by sending people off site. Uh, it, it's hard enough to manage people when you can see their face. Then when you can't see their face or, 
or even if you can see it through through video conferencing, it's still more difficult. You don't have the same kind of contact with them. So any problems you have will become man magnified. And if you weren't getting work done before, you will probably get, in most cases, you'll get less done once you send them remotely. Uh, the other thing is that you know, it's like anything else. It requires planning. You don't just send people out. You don't just get rid of the office and send your team out to work remotely. You have to plan for it. You, there are just logistical issues, technology issues. There are just all sorts of things that you have to work out before you get them out there. If you're, if you're the type of person who says, let's just throw things at the wall and see what sticks, that kind of approach isn't gonna it isn't gonna work with this. It's gonna be frustrating to people because it will take them too long to become productive. And and to expand on that, some companies worry that if they send people remotely, that those people are going to sit around and eat bonbons and watch TV and play with their kids and do the laundry and they're not gonna get things done. There are a couple responses I have to that. First of all, some well, first of all, some people really are not meant for remote work. They have to have an office setting. They just really don't like working remotely. They get distracted too easily. They get lonely. Um, but for the people who can work out in this, you're going to find out pretty quickly whether they work out or not. Once you get all the technical issues worked out, they will be productive very quickly and they will remain productive. The people who just never quite make it, who always have some kind of additional excuse, they are probably just not gonna become productive at this. And you're gonna be able to tell really easily because as you monitor their work, you're gonna be able to see if they're, if they're producing their work or not. And it's not gonna be by slight margins. You're not going to see that somebody's 92% as productive as before or 102% as productive as before necessarily. You're just going to see they go from 100% to zero in a lot of cases, or 100% to 10. It's usually going to be a significant change if it's not working out with them. Um, but with that said, some of the comments I just made are a little bit are a little bit more focused on your employees because you have more control over them. And when we start to talk about consultants, you don't have the same kind of control over them that you do your employees. And there are there are times where you have consultants that work well remotely or don't work well remotely and you you just have less control over it. You have to come up with slightly different strategies than you do when we're talking about people that you employ and pay. Because you're not handpicking them, and they're, whether they can be replaced or not is a slightly different issue. Um, so, but even past that, when we're talking, going back to employees again, some people are never gonna like it, they're never gonna really wanna do it long term, and, and that's something you're gonna have to think about depending what kind of situation you're in, whether you're just doing it a few days a week, whether you're getting rid of an office, whether it's something temporary while the building is not available, um, but you're gonna to have to address 
how you know what people's preferences are to at least a little bit. Um, this is the opportunity for business to rethink how they operate, not just over the next few months, but far into the futures. What can be done to improve the productivity of the remote workers in the limit industries? There are really three, they sound like simple steps, but they're a lot of work. Number one is plan. Number two is monitor. Number three is adjust. So for one, talk to your team because a lot of them might have ideas on what will work and what won't work. But you also, when I talk about planning, that's an opportunity to see if they have some thoughts that are helpful. When you're monitoring it, you need to talk to them about what's working and what's not working and how to adjust. That's the last step. You have to be adjusting this. So I had worked with a team with a large company that had never, this large company had never done remote work before. And they just decided that they didn't have a building for the big project they were going to do. Uh, they had people from all over the world working on the project. It wasn't even practical to bring them all on site. And they just plain said, we're going to make this work. And as a team, we actually had time set aside each week for, for maybe the first month or two of the project where we just talked about what's working, what's not working. And after that, I think they would ask the question maybe every month or so just, just to see if we were still on track. But we found all sorts of unexpected things that we wanted to adjust. A lot of them were easy adjustments. There was nothing that cost any money or any major changes to the project plan, just habits that we could all change in order to work better together. And, and it, was a, it, it was a terrific project. People, people were super productive. And once again, this was a this was a large team. Oh, thank you for sharing your experience, Gloria. Hope everyone can come up with a productive plan for working from home. Thanks, Amber. It's been great to be here today. <laughs>